Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. I'm headed on a trip to Aruba, so I had to go on a huge shopping spree for all new summer clothes, so I know that's exactly how I would use the money I got from Earn In. So make Earn In a part of your financial routine and join Earn In's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earn In, I think about financial stability, security, it gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earn In today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in For The Girls under podcast when you sign up. It'll really help the show. For The Girls under podcast. Earn In is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. A few years ago, I got the idea that I wanted my own brand for women to sell women's clothing and lingerie, but I had no idea where to get started. But then I found Shopify. (coughs) Shopify is your no excuses business partner. Sell without needing to code or design. Just bring your best ideas and Shopify will help you open up shop. One of the biggest obstacles for a first-time shop owner like me is having no e-commerce experience, but Shopify simplified everything so much that the site has become the least of my worries. From the graphic design aspect to making customer service super easy on my end, there's nothing you can't do. They give you everything you need to take control of your business, even as a beginner. Sign up now for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash for the girls, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash for the girls now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash for the girls. Settling is not an option for Everything me. I desire is already mine. What if you can have it all? <laughs> because every day is for the girls. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of For the Girls. I'm your host, Victoria Alario. And today we have such a good interview with Brianna Helfrich, who is like the ultimate businesswoman and she's a STEM girly. She's super impressive. Brie is a full-time PhD student studying bioethics. She's a six-figure business owner with her brand, Helfrich Collective. And she's even a podcast host of her show, Welcome to the Collective, which she interviewed me on. And that episode will be out two days from this episode going live. So this upcoming Wednesday, today is Monday, and in two days that will be out on Wednesday. And in that interview, we talked about all things confidence, especially confidence in dating. And it's just such a fun, girly conversation that you won't want to miss. So be sure to check out Welcome to the Collective podcast to listen to that. But in today's conversation here, we're talking about how to get your mindset right for starting a business, uncovering your why, getting to know yourself, dealing with limiting beliefs, and of course, Brianne shares her biggest tips for starting a business and more. And you girls are going to love this conversation. 
So let's get right into it. Okay, everyone, please welcome Brianne to For the Girls. Brianne, introduce yourself to the girls. Hi, everyone. I am so excited to be here. My name is Brianne Helfrich. I am 26 years old. I currently live in Toronto. I am a full-time bioethics PhD student. I also own my own clothing brand called Helfrich Collective. And then I'm a fellow podcast host, and I have a podcast called Welcome to the Collective. And yeah, that's me. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's me. That That's about <laughs> it. <laughs> um. Okay, I really want to hear about your journey with Helfrich Collective because that to me is like really impressive. For the girls listening, we actually also just recorded an interview where Brianne interviewed me. So that will be on her podcast. So you guys can listen to the what I'm about to say there. However, you just said that that started like after a situationship or something of the sort. Mm-hmm. I want to hear about this. This was your first experience with business. It's a mental health like focused, you know, brand. And that's kind of what started it semi started by a situation ship, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to understand the full picture. So just tell me everything. Yeah, it honestly, it's kind of wild and confusing. I mean, I my whole school journey and everything that I've ever studied has been within medicine and kind of within healthcare, And so in 2020, I was going to school at the University of Arizona. Obviously, pandemic hit. I got sent back home to Canada in lockdown, and my mental health just kind of started to take a massive spiral. I wrote the MCAT twice, and for any of the girlies who have ever <laughs> taken the MCAT, like that is a bitch of an exam and the worst thing I could have. What is that? So that's like your med school admissions got exam. It. it was eight hours. You don't get formula sheets no calculators you're just sitting there writing different sections like it was literally the worst thing of my life and I took it twice because I didn't do well (laughs) and so that happened and then I got into a situationship where I basically was begging someone to like me like on my hands and knees begging this man to want to date me and he was like I don't really like anything about you and so (laughs) no no when that relationship ended because obviously he ended it (laughs) my mental health just went so crazy and I really just started to kind of, like I said, downward spiral. I was really struggling with disordered eating. I was in lockdown. Like there was just so much happening. I got rejected from med schools and I just felt like my life was over. And I basically needed something to kind of pull myself out of that mental spiral and just put my energy into something positive. I mean, I wasn't in school at the time. I didn't have a job at the time. Like I was literally just sitting at home. And so I decided that I wanted to raise awareness for mental health because the way that I looked at it, I felt like a lot of people from the outside looking in probably thought that my life was like pretty perfect based on what I was posting or what people would hear, what they would see and that kind of thing. And I really wanted to just raise awareness for the fact that a lot of us were not okay in that moment. Mm. And so I decided to make one hoodie kind of just on a whim and everyone really liked it. The local news media picked it up and it kind of just got a lot of attention. And from there, I kind of thought maybe this can be a real thing. Maybe mm-hmm. I can keep going. And now we're at three years and 
it's my little baby. <laughs> what was your first hoodies like design? So it's literally the one that I'm wearing, but on the oh. back, it says trust in it. And basically it's because in that moment, I would always tell myself, like, you just have to trust in the fact that life is working for you and not against you. And so, yeah, I basically just designed something randomly and people loved it. Wow. So that's really cool. Like it took off right away. Did you have that goal of really scaling your business to have tons of success? Cause I know you have a lot of press. I know it was in a lot of different, you know, magazines. And like you said, your local news, like picked it up. Did you want that? Or did you kind of think of this as just being like a little passion project, just a little fun, like almost hobby in a way? Yeah, I totally thought, I mean, Honestly, until probably like a few months ago, I really honestly still kind of thought of it as a passion project and as a hobby. And at a certain point, I kind of realized that this is actually a full business and I have employees and I have people working for me and I kind of have to treat it like that. But for honestly, like the longest amount of time, I just thought this was kind of just a fun little thing that I was just doing on the side. But yeah, it's a full-blown business that I have to run and manage. Yeah, yeah. And it's a six-figure business that you're running and managing while, like you said, also being a full-time PhD student, you're a podcast host, and you're also just a 26-year-old trying to live life. So I think it's really important to note all of those things. Um, I'm assuming that you have a big balancing act going on. So would you say that that's like the secret sauce to doing it all, really managing your time, getting good at balancing, or are you like, I'm not even balancing at all. I'm just kind of trying to do everything. Like what's your secret sauce? Yeah. Everyone always asks me kind of like tips and tricks on how I balance everything. Mm -hmm. And I always tell them that I don't. I mean, some weeks are super school focused and I really know that I just have so much shit I have to do. Like last week I had exams. And so that whole week I just focused on school. This week I'm focusing more on HC and the podcast. And so I think kind of the way that I balance it, honestly, is just like knowing what needs to be done and prioritizing certain things in different moments. I feel like I'm always on with HC and kind of with the podcast. Like I feel like I'm always thinking about it, but just knowing certain things that have to get sent to manufacturers or certain press things that I have to do or certain assignments for school and kind of just managing what takes priority for that day and getting that done. Yeah. It's just, it's knowing it's also like following your intuition or your gut of just like knowing what needs the priority that day, like knowing what needs to be worked on. Um, Yeah. I think that that's really important, especially because like you said, a lot of people ask you for tips and tricks on that, but they probably think it's the only way to be successful is to have like a really like foolproof system of like, okay, from nine to three, I work on this every Monday. Then from 10 to two, I work on this every Tuesday. When the reality is sometimes each area is going to have a different need, you know, with school, Mm -hmm. you might have more work or more studying to do with your podcast. You might be two episodes ahead and now you don't have to record that week. Like, you know, different things are just going to have needs at different times. So it's probably not that black and white cookie cutter to be like, okay, here's my, you know, foolproof system. And I think a lot of people get really hung up on that thinking like Mm -hmm. I need to have, you know, a set game plan for each day. 
Um, So I think that that's a really good point that you said. The one thing that um, stood out for me when I, you know, was looking through your page, um, like your social media page, and also your podcast was how many business tips you do have. More specifically, you have an episode, your three key tips for girls wanting to start a business. Mm -hmm. And of course, I listened, I dove into all of that. And I thought this was perfect for you to share. So I would love if you can share what your three key tips are for girls who want to start a business. Yeah, so the first one is, I feel like it's really important to know your why. I feel like a lot of the time when someone starts a business, we kind of have the mentality that it's going to be a really easy and quick sort of way to make money. And for a lot of us, that's not the case. If that works, if that's happening for you, I'd love that for you. But for a lot of us, that's not actually going to be something that happens. And so you have to know why you're doing what you're doing because you're going to probably end up going in debt a little bit. It's going to take a lot longer for things to actually come to fruition and for you to see a return on your investment. And so you want to make sure that you have some other reason besides making money to kind of fuel you to want to keep going. Mm -hmm. And so that's like one of my, that's probably the number one thing I say to anyone when they want to start a business is money can't be the reason that you're doing what you're doing. I also think it's really important to know what makes you different than everyone else. And because, I mean, I own a clothing brand, literally every single person and like their mom (laughs) owns a clothing brand. Like every single person makes a hoodie. Every single person wears loungewear, like it's such, it's not an innovative thing. I didn't come up with something brand new, but I think what makes HC a little bit different is the way that we advocate. We donate for every organization. And honestly, in the least like cocky way possible, I think it's me running the business. One, I have different ways of viewing things than someone else that might be running a clothing brand. But also I think a lot of people kind of get, a little bit of inspiration from me doing all these different things and being able to like handle all of it. And I think it just kind of shows people like you can really just do it all if you want. And I also think doing research before you actually start is so helpful. I mean, when I first came up with the idea to start my brand, I mean, I knew nothing. I didn't know how to do literally anything. I'm not a fashion girl at all. So I had no clue. And I just researched the shit out of everything. I mean, being a STEM major, like research is my bread and butter and like everything that I do in life. So I looked up what people were doing in the same industry. I was getting inspiration from people outside the industry even, because I think that that's such a good way to kind of change things up. Look at I don't know, the food industry, if you're a clothing brand, to be like, what is Heinz ketchup doing that I love? Maybe I can put that into my clothing brand somehow. But just doing so much research and figuring stuff out can really just help you to kind of start. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around the weight of different stressors in life. And no matter how big or small, when we keep them bottled up, it could start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's not just for those who've experienced major trauma. 
Therapy can even be there to just empower you to be the best version of yourself or to also help you practice setting and enforcing boundaries too. So if you've been thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can even switch therapists if need be at any time for no additional charge. Therapy has never been made so easy before. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash for the girls today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash for the girls. We're all girls here, so I think it's safe to say we all agree that we mostly look forward to going home every day simply so we could take our bras off. We wear bras because we have to, not because we want to. But today's sponsor, Honey Love, just might be the thing that changes that for you. Say goodbye to underwire and bulky fabrics that make you sweat. Honey Love has started a revolution of bras you actually want to wear. Their bras feature supportive bonding that eliminates the need for underwire altogether without sacrificing lift. Plus, they're made with fabric that's so soft, it'll feel like a second skin and you'll forget you're even wearing it. For a limited time, only you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com slash for the girls. Support my show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash for the girls. I personally started wearing Honey Love over the summer and was in shock of how comfortable I felt in their bra and shapewear. I'm a huge shapewear girly, especially for special occasions like a wedding to wear under a dress. And sometimes they're just so uncomfortable, too tight. They roll down, they roll up and end up becoming more of a burden than anything else. But I felt so confident wearing Honey Love. It was a totally new experience for me. And now I swear by them. So treat yourself to the best bras on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash for the girls. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off. That's honeylove.com slash for the girls. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support my show and tell them I sent you. Treat yourself to Honey Love because you deserve it. Just start. Yeah. First of all, I love so much that you said it like creeps me out how many overlapping things that we have, like things that we say, things that we feel like it's so crazy to me because I can pinpoint a few things that you just said. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my God, I say that. Oh my God. Yes. I feel <laughs> the same way. Like, and it's funny because we only just connected. So it's not like we've been mm-hmm. seeing each other's content forever. And we like pick up on things each other says, we just both genuinely feel and think the same way, um, which I absolutely love. But first of all, when I started my brand, which I is kind of on pause right now, but when I started Vixen the Label, That was one thing that was taught to me. What you just said was actually, she said, don't even look within your industry at all. Mm -hmm. Look completely a hundred percent outside of your industry, because what happens is then people just start to copy. And then it's like, you know, if you're okay, for me, it's lingerie for you, it's hoodies. So if you're only looking at hoodies for me, I'm only looking at lingerie. There's going to be like, what makes you different then if you're all Mm -hmm. doing the same thing. So I think what you just said about like the ketchup brand, even like (laughs) such a good point and such a valid point and something I heard so long ago. And when you're starting out, you don't really understand it. You don't really get it. Like, okay, but I'm starting lingerie. I want to look at Le Perla. I want to look at, you know, uh, Blue Bella, like all mm-hmm. the main, Victoria's Secret, whatever. Um, it's like, don't do that because that's when you end up just copying and that's when things like don't, 
you know, work out in your favor. So that's a huge tip that I think you girls need to really make sure you take away from this. If you're thinking about starting a business, look for inspo elsewhere, Mm -hmm. no matter what the brand is, no matter how far off it is, you never know what they're doing that could stand out to you. But also I really want to talk, well, first of all, of of course, your second point, which was about um, what makes you stand out. That's super important, but I want to skip over and go to the why. Mm -hmm. That is something that cannot be stressed enough. I think honestly in life, when you girls listen to the episode that uh, Brianne just interviewed me on, you'll actually hear me talk about when I kind of transitioned from um, business coaching, more into confidence coaching. And and what did I say? You know, the impact was more important than the income. Mm-hmm. That's because that's when you lean into your why. And there, there's going to be like, you can love what you do and that could be great and all, but, and, and you could be making good money and having fun, but there has to be a reason why you wake up every morning and choose to do that, especially mm-hmm. when you start a business, especially because starting a business is hard. It's not easy. So why do you wake up every day and do something this hard? You know, not, it's not just going to be because you make good money and it's not just going to be because it's fun. There, It has to fuel you. Like it has to be serving a bigger purpose, you know, in a way. And and I think, you, like you said, you're going to go into debt at, at points. Like I think that is something really important for girls to understand that there's going to be times where there's no financial reward whatsoever. You know, you're not making anything back. Um, but when you're passionate enough about something and when you're excited enough about something, you're going to continue to show up for it. And I think that's what so many girls lack, especially when it comes to starting their own business, that excitement and the true passion. Mm -hmm. So I think because of that, a Mm -hmm. lot of people quit too soon. Whereas you're someone Mm -hmm. who continued to go and go and go, even when you weren't making, you know, the money or even when it was really hard. So with that being said, Do you think it's possible for girls to develop a why? Or do you think that like you have to be born with this specific passion? Like this has to be what you were put on this earth to do. Or do you think that somebody could really decide at say 26 years old, like, you know what? I'm super passionate about this. I feel like this is my purpose. I could 100% do this. Yeah, I totally don't think it's something that you have to be born with at all. I mean, like I said, I am such a science type of girl. And so I wanted to go into medicine. And I kind of realized that the reason I wanted to do that is I wanted to make an impact and make a difference. And now I'm just keeping that same reasoning, but I just kind of switch the way that I'm doing it. And now I'm doing it through my brand instead. But I definitely think that it's something that you can start something and kind of develop why you want to keep going as you're going. Because like you said, I mean, it's so hard to wake up every day and want to keep doing something. I mean, especially as a single founder and not having a co-founder, like I'm the person that has to get shit done. Like I'm the person that has to wake up and want to actually do it. And so I definitely think that you can develop your why as you're going, but it has to be a little bit deeper than just, I want to make clothes. I want people to wear it. If that makes sense. Yeah. 2019 was when I really like learned my true why. And I like to share this story because I, I, I think it's really interesting Um, I always like loved what I was doing and I always had fun with what I was doing, but I think the main goal, the main goal really like at that point was about the money. 
and not just the tangible money, not about a dollar amount, but the main thing that was my biggest reward was what I was able to do with that money, travel, buy myself things that I never had before. So I thought that that was like deep enough because I'm like, you know, it's not about the money. It's about what I can do with money. That was my mindset. And then I had a call with someone who was kind of like a business mentor. It was an older gentleman and he was asking me questions and he asked me what my why is. And I said, my why was, you know, I'm traveling, I'm, I'm doing this, I'm doing that kind of all the things. So I was like, still not getting it. So he's like, why do you do this? The thing that you just said, like, I would do this. I wouldn't change it if money didn't matter. Why do you do this job? Why this? And it took me a long time to really understand what he was asking me. And, and what he said was, you can make good money. You can travel. You can buy yourself things. You can find a job anywhere. Spruce up your resume and you could do this literally anywhere, any place, whatever. You're a young girl, you're a smart girl, anyone would, would hire you and, and pay you good money. There has to be a reason why on your worst days, when you feel awful, you still would wake up and do this in the morning. And this is when I was able to realize it's not even about the income, because yes, you could make that income probably more money doing something else, something easier. But the reason why I wake up and, and do this is because of the impact that I'm leaving on girls, because the way that I'm helping girls become more unapologetically themselves, the way that I'm helping girls, you know, transform their lives. The, I, I share that story, even though it's a bit of a tangent, because it wasn't until that moment that I'm like, now everything makes sense. Mm -hmm. You know, I could be doing anything else in the world, but I'm choosing to do this. Why? Because of the bigger purpose because of the bigger meaning. And so it was after that, that I feel like everything really started to like fall into place for me. I feel like it was after that, that like I started to really understand. And that's when I started to make transitions and leaning into, you know, um, more of the confidence coaching rather than the business coaching and, and starting for the girls and everything started to like one by one work out after that because I'm like, oh, the whole point is to like live your life's purpose and you get to make money doing that. But money isn't the point. The point is doing what you deeply desire to do. And then the money follows you, you know, does that make sense? Totally. Yeah, totally. I mean, even in my episode of kind of like my tips for starting a business, I was like, if you want to make billions of dollars, go do something else. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't do this. Like, I'm like, there's so many other ways to make so much more money that you're not going to be so kind of like emotionally and mentally and like physically taxed like you have to have a reason to want to do this and like yeah it's cool for people to be like oh I have a business my business is in vogue or my business is in whatever mm -hmm. but if your whole reason is kind of like one for that just kind of fame or two for the money you could definitely do something way easier like <laughs> there's so many options yeah a hundred percent. You actually said in that episode, like this has simultaneously been the most rewarding and best thing I've ever done and worst thing I've ever done in my life. Like the most mm -hmm. stressful thing I've ever done in my life. And I'm like, yes, a hundred percent. Like that's it. Like you have to be willing to take that bad with that good. Like you have to be willing to go through the really shitty hard stuff 
in order to earn those good days 100%. I feel like a lot of girls, though, they don't start at all because of those limiting beliefs. Like, you know, we give them the warning, we tell them these things in advance, and we tell them it's going to be hard. We tell them, we tell them fair and square, like it's not going to be easy. But then they still stop to hold themselves back because of that fear of it being hard, that fear of it not being easy. It's like, no, I'm telling you, it's not going to be easy. I'm telling you, it's not Mm -hmm. gonna be hard. It just has to be worth it to you. So for that reason, a lot of girls don't start at all. They just hold themselves back altogether, even if they really want to do it. Do you feel like you've had any limiting beliefs or what would be your limiting beliefs if you've, you know, struggled with any in this space? And if you did have them, how, what were your tips or how did you overcome them? Oh, a thousand percent. I mean, I feel like I have limiting beliefs 24 Mm seven, but when I first started, I think I'm just such a person that I just love action. Like I just don't really think about things. Well, not that I don't think about things, but I don't really think about the magnitude of things kind of before I do it. And so I was like, I just want to make this let's do it. Why would I not? And luckily, my parents raised me to kind of have the mentality of if I want to do something, I can work hard enough and I'm going to achieve it. So I kind of went into it with that mentality. And that's kind of what got me to just take that first step, basically, because I didn't really think about it becoming a business. And I didn't really think about how hard it was. But as I kept going, and it became a business, and I realized there was so much more to it than just making an item and trying to sell it. There was like all this back end work that had to go into it. I think that my biggest limiting belief that I've like tried to overcome is kind of just myself in a way and my own self-sabotage. I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm such a person that I strive for perfection 24 seven and I always want to be the best at everything that I'm doing. And I always want to see such tangible results with literally everything. And so when I have a launch that doesn't do well, or I have employees that I have to try and manage all the time or just certain things, like I feel like I get so down on myself and I start to feel like I'm not going to be able to actually make this a real thing and so honestly I think the biggest limiting factor has been myself and I've just had to kind of take myself out of it almost and just view it from a business perspective and just think to myself like you can do this Mm -hmm. and just kind of building that confidence in myself and knowing that I'm able to actually do it because when you're a single founder and you kind of only have yourself to rely on at the end of the day you have to be your number one cheerleader. And if you're not, then it's just not going to work out. Yeah. 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 You know what, though? I I would say being a single founder is a blessing and a curse because Mm -hmm. I understand that hard part of like having to go, you know, do everything on your own, not having like your other like hype person, but count your blessings because sometimes having a (laughs) co-founder is not the way to go either totally Um, and at least you get to at least you get to know that like you can control things in your own way and do everything (laughs) your own way sometimes you know I think in life girls like you have to be your own biggest cheerleader because sometimes it doesn't matter what anybody tells you it literally has to just come from the heart it has to come from within and that right there segues into confidence because I have a question for you about confidence in business and also just in your life, even you could get personal. How how important is confidence to you? What role does confidence play when it comes to 
you, Brienne, as a person, as a girl, or, you know, Brienne, the CEO and founder, or Brienne, the, the PhD student, like what, or even the podcast host, mm-hmm. what role does confidence play in all of that for you? I mean, I think that kind of goes off of what I was just saying, how you have to be confident in your own abilities. I mean, the amount of people that have told me that I needed to only focus on HC and kind of give up school, or I needed to only focus on school because HC wouldn't be able to flourish if I didn't put all my effort into it 24-7 and kind of just told me a whole bunch of different stuff. I had to basically build up the confidence inside of myself to be like, no, you know what? I know that I'm able to do this. Like, I know that I can do this. Even when a ton of people are kind of telling me that I should pick and choose. And so confidence has always been a really big aspect of my life. It's not something that I've always had. It's not something that I could even really say that I necessarily have 24-7 now. I mean, I go through ebbs and flows. And some days I have a God complex and I literally think I'm the best thing to happen to this world. And I think I'm like the smartest student and I'm like such a badass CEO. And I'm like, everyone would want to work for me. Everyone wants to wear my clothes. And then I have days where I'm like, I'm not doing good at any of these things. And so I think for me, confidence is something that I try to work on as much as I can, but it's also something that I know kind of comes and goes just who I am as a person. And I just have to kind of respect that and understand that and know that I'm going to be able to do everything that I want to do as long as I kind of like put the work into it and just kind of tune out all the outside voices that are trying to navigate things for me, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, 100%. That makes perfect sense. I love that. So what would be your advice then for the girls who want to really like start boosting their confidence around their career or even just around the naysayers, like when they have family or friends telling them that they can't or what they should or shouldn't do? Um, Or even what would be your advice around for girls who feel unfulfilled in their career and like they see someone like you who is really passionate about what they do and they want to feel that way and they're like, I do not feel passionate in my career. I feel super unfulfilled, you know, which ultimately lowers confidence. What would be your advice for anybody in that situation? I think the first thing I would say is you need to get to know yourself. When I was younger and I was getting bullied and I was just not really giving myself kind of the attention that I deserved, I feel like I did a lot of things not necessarily in alignment with who I am. And I was just kind of like going through the motions. And when the pandemic hit and I was in lockdown and I really was like, I need to work on my mental health. And I started doing therapy and I started to get to know myself. That's when I started to make decisions that better kind of aligned with who I am. And once you do that, and I mean, you've talked about it before, kind of taking that action to build that confidence. Once you do stuff and you take actions that really resonate with you, you're probably going to do them pretty well. And then you're going to build that confidence because you know that you're able to do it. And so I think getting to know yourself is crucial, getting to know what it is that you want in life, because everyone wants different things. And if you just want to make a ton of money, then pop off, have at her and choose a career that's going to align with that. If you want to have a different type of purpose, then 
you need to get to know yourself to be able to know that. And yeah, I think journaling, even just sitting with yourself and just like taking yourself on a solo date. I talk about this a lot, how much I love being alone. Of course, I love my boyfriend. I love spending time with my family. But being alone is like one of the most underrated things ever. Like you really get to know your shit. Like you really get to know your deepest, darkest feelings. And that can be super scary and overwhelming. But once you kind of get past that first step, you really get to build that confidence and understand exactly what it is that you want in life and then take certain steps and actions to actually have that be fulfilled. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. You know, it could feel really like lonely at times, you know, especially for the single girls who, like you just said, like spending that time alone, if you feel like you're alone a lot, but instead of seeing it that way, instead of feeling alone, instead of seeing it as like a negative thing, flip it to how Brie just said about like, take that time to just get to know yourself. I think no time alone is time wasted if it's time invested. Like whether it's journaling, understanding your feelings and just like sitting in it, picking up a hobby, like just starting to have fun doing other things. Like you really never know. You could be somebody, I I used to take like a pottery class. You could be somebody Mm -hmm. who decides to join a pottery program and then be like, wait, I want to do something in the creative field. Like I want to do something a little bit more like artsy or hands-on. Like that right there can tell you like what your passions are and what you're really like into. So every time that you are alone and, and um, you know, experiencing that, invest that time into getting to know yourself better and, and uncovering, you know, your deepest passions and, or like you said, your deepest, darkest feelings. Uh, yeah. And like, I mean- Going off that, I mean, it's not an easy thing. I think a lot of the reason we don't want to get to know ourselves is we're scared of who we are. (laughs) And I literally kind of tried to suppress like my emotions and just ignore so much about myself until I was literally forced to sit at home in lockdown by myself and feel every single emotion that I had to feel. And it was not fun at all. I mean, I wouldn't sit here and tell everyone they should go and experience that because it was not a good time. But that's when everything started to work for me. I mean, if I were to kind of continue on the path that I was on, I don't know what I'd be doing right now. I probably wouldn't be happy. I probably, I mean, I wouldn't be with my boyfriend a thousand percent because I wouldn't have attracted that type of person. And so getting to know yourself is like the best thing a person can do. (laughs) Yeah, it's so true. It's so true. All right. Well, that just about wraps it up. Where can all of the girls find you? Where can they find your brand, your podcast, all the things you got going on? Yeah. So my Instagram is just at Brand Helfrich. And then Helfrich Collectives is just Helfrich Collective. <laughs> and then the podcast Insta is WTTC podcast underscore because someone took WTTC podcast. So I had to add a little something to it. I don't know why. Hence they me it, putting but... the dot in my name. Yeah. I'm so like, annoying. who is taking this from me? <laughs> so that's where you can find those on socials. Um, Helfrich Collective is just helfrichcollective.com if you want to shop. And then the podcast, Welcome to the Collective, is on literally every single streaming platform you could go on so yeah 
And be sure to check out the podcast because we will have an interview out as well on there. So that's a good one to listen to as of two days from when this episode goes live. So if you're listening to this on Monday, then it will be going live on Wednesday. So be sure to check it out. Thanks, Bree. Thank you. Hey, I'm Charlene Joint, and you may remember me from season 18 of The Bachelor, and this is my husband, Andy. Hello. Together, we host Dear Shandy, a relationship podcast where we answer all your burning relationship questions and satisfy your guilty pleasure, aka bachelor needs. Not only do we provide the best bachelor recaps in all the land. So we're told. But we even bring on your favorite couples from Bachelor Nation for live double dates. Subscribe to Dear Shandy. We guarantee belly laughs, razor sharp advice, and to never take ourselves too seriously. 